Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, April the 22nd, Earth Day today. My name is Joey Mills. Joining me this week on the show, I've got Curtis and K-Dub. You all right, Curtis? You look under the weather or allergies? or I just woke up. Oh, that's yeah, okay. I'm all good. Right. Right. I was out late, too. So What'd you do? Um, comedy club stuff. Right? Comedy club, yeah. I was what at the Blue doing? Room for a bit. Uh, they had jazz night there, so I went and... I was just going to go watch it, but then right. I ended up just end up helping playing. out. You end up on stage. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I brought my trumpet with me. <laughs> They're hang, hanging up a new light in the open mic area, so I was helping with that. And then they had comedy night at the Blue Room, or at um, Martha's, so I went there and watched my friends do all that stuff there. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> Worn out. Worn out. You're like, oh yeah, I got a podcast in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's storming out. I might be able to sleep in today. No, no messages. Okay, I'm getting up today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, our power is still on here. <laughs> what about you, Kenny? What have you been up to in the last week or so? Oh, busy, busy between regular house stuff and then con getting, prep. getting ready for the con prep and stuff like that. That getting familiar with the people I'm going to be doing the panels and stuff. So that, that you don't think about it, you know, when you're like watching the panels, you're like, right. Oh, Hey, this person's got it going on. And you know, it looks really easy. It is not. <laughs> it's uh, it, it can be easy. Yeah. <laughs> you can do a panel with zero prep and we've sat in those panels before yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's obvious, but you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Or you can be prepared and put on a, a good hour of panel programming. So, yeah, so that that's not something you just knock out quick. You got to put some time into it. Even when Joey throws some ideas my way, I'm still got stuff I got to think about how I'm going to do it and blah yep. blah. So it's, it's a little crazy, but that's pretty much been a lot of my weeks. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, doing prep. We'll talk more about our, our Planet Comic Con event trip coming up later on this weekend. Uh, I did catch anybody else catch the new Thor Love and Thunder trailer? Yeah. yeah. What did you guys it. think? I liked it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It looks really good. I think it's going to be fun like Ragnarok was, yeah. which is probably one of my favorite of all the movies. So I, uh, I, I'm i very excited about seeing it. <laughs> yeah. You take the, you know, Taika Waititi did Ragnarok and he's doing this one. And then you've got the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. So yeah, of of all the fun stuff in the Marvel movies, they've kind of cherry picked the best. So hopefully this will be pretty good. It, it looked fun from the trailer. So well, that and the potential for people that sh- could show up because of what they're doing, right, is very exciting too. So <laughs> yeah, we'll know more uh, after Doctor Strange too, I guess. Yep. Uh, did anybody else catch? So on Monday, uh, the Batman began streaming on HBO Max. Uh, I watched it. You watched it. I did. Did yep. you have a chance to watch it yet? I don't have an you HBO have, at we'll, the we'll, moment. We'll, I'll take care of that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, I really do want to watch this. Yeah, it was... Uh, so without any spoilers, because there are other people who haven't seen it as well yet. <laughs> I saw that you kind of enjoyed it. It was not, I didn't, I won't say I enjoyed it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like my expectations were, Great I won't low. say they were, yeah, I, I won't say I had no expectations. I really expected it to be pretty bad. <laughs> so whatever neutral is, it was below that was where my expectations were. And it exceeded my expectations because my expectations were really low. I 
I won't say I really enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) If that makes sense. It still felt too long. It felt like there were two different movies taking place and Mm. either one of them would have been a good hour and a half. Might've made it a little better. I don't know. I still don't like just, I I don't know that there was any dialogue spoken by Robert Pattinson. I think he growled everything (laughs) in the movie. Like even even when like Christian Bale was Bruce Wayne, he still spoke like a normal man. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like Very yeah, broody. When, yeah. And so I'm I'm past I'm past dark Batman. I'm past everything has to be gritty and real. Let's I, I'm I'm kind of with talking with other folks as well. There's a, a feeling of like, do we need any more Batman? Like, let's give <laughs> Batman a rest. I understand he's the only thing that you're selling comics of right now at DC, but there are other characters that would do pretty good in a TV show or a movie. How about we focus on them a little bit and maybe give Batman a rest? So I can understand that too. But it was, you know, the performances weren't terrible. It was just. And like I said, it exceeded my expectations. It was just like, man, it just, it's just a, you know, it, it is very much a combination between like, if, if you could imagine the movie seven and Morgan Freeman's character was played by Jeffrey Wright as commissioner Gordon and Brad Pitt's character was Robert Pattinson as Batman. That's the movie. Okay. Um, So it's, if you like seven, if you like Zodiac, if you like that stuff, then sure. But this movie also didn't just rip the plot <laughs> from those, but it also captured the aesthetic as well. So it looks like it was shot in the nineties. Okay. So, it which is like, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, that's, that's what they leaned into. Was does a very, it take place in the nineties or no? No, it's supposed to be modern day. Modern so, day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, for me, like same thing. I went in low expectations and, you know, starting off with like Robert Patterson, I've not watched anything of his, so I didn't know what to expect. Did, I, did you get the feeling? Sorry to interrupt you. Did you yeah. feel like when you started it, it starts with a lot of voiceover and it ends with a lot of voiceover? Uh, Dude, it felt like they were channeling <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley's Roshark and Watchmen. Like, like yeah. I, for a while, I was like, "Dude, did they remake Watchmen and call it Batman?" Because that's what it just felt like. I'm gonna talk now, and everything sucks, and it's dark yeah. and gloomy. And I was like, "Dude, all we need now is like the comedian to get thrown out of a window, and, <laughs> and we're off and running." Right? I did when it did, that actually did come to mind because I've watched Watchmen many times, and I love that character yep. anyway. So it, it did, and you know, with him. I was sitting there. I was, I was pleasantly pleased with what he did with yeah. his Batman character, and he looked damn good in the suit. Yeah, and everything, nothing didn't fit weird. It was done really well. I know that sounds weird, but we've had nipples on costumes. <laughs> we've had, had necks that don't you, turn. Yeah, we've stuff had, yeah. like that. Cod so pieces that were too large. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. So that all looked good, and. um you just liked uh, him in the suit, didn't you? <laughs> well, I I like that it seemed somewhat functional. Yeah. Like, it could both protect you from all the many times he was shot. Which is a little excessive. Exactly. But, <laughs> and, but still, it's like, okay, so it looks like it could do that, but it does look like you could move in it, yeah. too. And not every suit looked like that. You kind of had to suspend your belief on some stuff. So... I did not kind of the whole, yes, so everybody, you know, talk like this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, everybody in this movie has to talk like that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, seriously? Yeah. 
was like, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's growling too <laughs> with that man. <laughs> I was like, why? And I was like, okay. Uh, at first, I didn't think about it because, like, well, maybe the situation was they were talking a little low. But no, that's the entire movie. <laughs> and the gangsters all talk like that. And, yeah. and, and the henchmen talk like that. And the cops talk like that. And I was like, seriously. <laughs> Somebody speak up. So I'm like, I got the button going up to that. And then all of a sudden, boom, something crazy happens. Yeah, something blows up or there's a car chase. And it's like, God damn it, you got to turn it back down. Riddler goes into freak out mode. That gets super yeah. loud. And I'm like, okay, I could have done without that. Yeah. But with everything else, I mean, there was... Like you said, it need to be three hours now. You could have left a lot out, but yeah. the story was good, and I liked how I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know the Riddler yeah. guy. What his name is? Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Yeah. Thank you. Um, a fantastic job. That's how I like my Riddler. Like the Jim Carrey Riddler was too over the it top was, yeah, and bad. crazy, <laughs> which kind of was a little bit like Batman sixty six Riddler, yep. you know. But I like him more like the, the guy who did it in Gotham, the yeah. you know series, and that's kind of where this guy was too. You could tell he was intelligent. He's he come off intelligent, but he also come off unhinged, unhinged, and did a great unhinged. So yeah. I was like, wow, this was actually a lot better than I thought it was. And one of my it moved ahead of some of the other, like the Clooney Batman right. and the Val Kilmer <laughs> Batman stuff like that. It jumped up for me so i was like i get why people i thought because it was too new right that was like it's my favorite or it's you know number two or whatever but i can see where some people would be would put that higher it's so. certainly better than anything we've gotten recently for yes. like the, you know the, the whole Zack snyder you know batfleck thing yeah it's he's a better batman than that it's a better movie than all of those movies <laughs> just yeah. in general just because those movies weren't good. So, I mean, that's part of why the bar, I think, was kind of low. Like, I know we just got. If there's going to be some more of that. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's shot well. It feels like, like I said, it feels like it was shot in the 90s. It's got that kind of aesthetic going on. But Bruce Wayne, though, I agree with you. <laughs> there was on... no Bruce Wayne in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne showed up twice in this movie. Once yeah. at a funeral and once to confront somebody about something. But, uh, you know, by this point, he's a billionaire. He would have gotten therapy. Yeah. And he would have been <laughs> over a lot of this stuff at this point. In real life, they would have made sure because they would have been prepping him to take over the company. Yeah. They need him at his yep. top form. So, and that, and not only that, but all the training he's done would have helped him with the yep. therapy too, with his mental state. So the whole broody thing, yeah. broody Bruce Wayne was like, eh, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, that and I forget when it happened. This, this movie made me question: At what point did Alfred become X intelligence, X special ops? Because it's been done a lot lately. Yeah, and that seems like it was a fairly new thing that they've developed in the comics and then the movies and stuff and TV for now too. But he wasn't like, that in the Nolan one, was he? He wasn't that in anything prior to Gotham. The series he, he yeah. was in Gotham. He was in Gotham. I think was I don't was Michael Caine like X something? In he the, was some, he like he, I felt like that was kind of where we got it first in the like movies. He was TV. some kind of adventurer of some sort. Yeah, doing things. I don't I, know what. But it was. I think that, and I know in the comics, I'm sure it happened first. But it, and I feel like it was like during Scott Snyder's run. But anyway, <laughs> it feels like like yeah, I'm kind of past Alfred being some sort of 
genius, you know, tactical genius, intelligence, you yeah, know, cracking that had codes. To be, what, and, at least 21 years ago. <laughs> right. So, well, prior to that, but I know that they did the Pennyworth show on Epic. So, I mean, that's kind of been the thing lately, but like, remember when Alfred was just an old guy that got see. Batman his, his soup? Old ass butler. <laughs> yeah. Or he would like be monitoring the computers and, you know, radioing over his little intercom thing. It's like, like you know, maybe, this is what's maybe he was an electrician. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the, well, the dude's been, <laughs> been a butler. I mean, yeah. you know, if you go into the comics, like his family were the butlers for the Waynes, and then he stepped in after. After sure, after serving, but it's like a Kingsman thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, it's like we're leaning into this kind of Kingsman esque. Like, oh yeah, the the butler's also the baddest dude on the planet. So, I, I know you got that mission over in Syria, but uh, could you yeah. get home by Tuesday? <laughs> because we need, uh, we need lobster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, Colin Farrell. I don't. I guess. I guess they didn't want to spend the money on De Niro, so they're like, who can do a De Niro? <laughs> Let's get Colin Farrell. He can be a De Niro for us because that was that's all he was. He was playing De Niro as the as the penguin. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was a pretty good Catwoman. You know, she was better than Anne Hathaway. Yeah. For sure. And her um, little story thing in there was pretty good. And it, yeah, she did and a good job of reminding you that, yeah, she's a good person, but she doesn't mind stepping over that line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, there were, there were good things about the movie. Uh, everybody that has an opportunity to should check it out. It is three hours. So, you know, make plans <laughs> accordingly. If that means watching it over a couple of sessions or if that means, you know, being able to pause it. I, I would not have seen it in theaters because no. I'd pause it, get up, get something to eat, get something to drink, find something else to do for a while. It took me like two days just to watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, and that two was why. Well, that was four, four hours. hours so. So, yeah. yeah, It took me two days. This is yeah. a better three hours than Snyder Cut's four hours. Then okay. This is a better three hours, warts and all, than any three hours of the Snyder Cut, I feel like. Okay. So it's better than that. Um but yeah, I liked it better the first time when it was called Seven, <laughs> and it was pretty good then. Now it's Seven with a bat suit. But yes, watch it. It was good. Yeah, is this one? Is it called the Batman? Yeah, the Batman. Think, do you think they're gonna do a sequel called the Goddamn Batman? I'm guessing not. No, <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, I want to thank my co-host for being here today. Thank you for listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you are. We've got a great show for you this week, including we're doing science. On the show this week, <laughs> live as you're listening. Here's live what we got: science. We are going to be uh, first. We're going to be uh, going through all of that's new and newsworthy in entertainment pop culture. We're going to be drafting the things we think wish we were good at. <laughs> yeah. So that is wide open. Whatever it is you wish you were good at, not saying that you're necessarily bad at it. But some things you wish you were better at. Yes. Uh, in our main event, we got our cage match championship today. And we're going to do our, like I said, we're going to do our science. Uh, what we do. Oh, my God. The phone's ringing. That's not science. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I did that. It's all right. My bad. Mm-hmm. Before we get into all the normal stuff, our friends over at Puffin sent us a variety of can koozies to review. And these are not the can koozies you're used to. Uh, do you want to grab us four of yes. uh, the of the Dr. Pepper Zeros, please, out of the fridge? So what we are doing, they sent us some can koozies to review, and they've got all the claims about how great they work. We are going to test them right here on the show. Uh, they sent us a, this is like a wine bottle. It's like a sleeping bag for a wine bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it keeps it warm or keeps it cold. And then they sent us a couple of different koozies that look like, they look like uh, one is like a flannel shirt. The couple of them, they're like adventure vests. Like you might wear out while you're out tooling around in the woods or whatever. Um, we're going to try the, the vest today, the can vest. So what we're going to do is 
go crack that open. Kenny has grabbed us some. Uh, we got some Dr Pepper Zero is our is our substance of the day. We have a control can. So this is a can just sitting there by itself with nothing around it. We have uh, a foam can koozie. This one particular one comes from Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, put it in and then open it. There you I go. I should have put it in. If you're going to use these can koozies, put it in first, then open it. Yep. Rookie so mistake. we got a foam can koozie from Bass Pro. We've got a neoprene sleeve. Uh, this came from Walmart. This is just kind of the, you know, the little sleeve you put on the outside. And then we've got the vest here. I should have really done uh, that going uh, That's okay. going in. That's uh, a little slicker. All right. So what we've done, we've the Think about your secretary. The internal temperature in the refrigerator where these cans came from when they've been cooling for days ahead of time was 36 degrees. The temperature here in the room is 68 degrees. So there's 32 degrees uh, that these cans, that the soda in these cans could go up. And they're all basically in the same area. So yeah, they're all right there. there. Nothing's any closer to a fire or anything like that. If you would, go ahead and scan. We got a, our infrared thermometer. We're going to scan the temperature of the soda in the can. So like shoot that little laser beam down into the can. And what's it say? Okay, check the others. Just kind of give us a, a rough average. Sounds like about 50 degrees might be. 50.6. Yeah, it's around 51, it sounds like. Yeah. 51.6. Yeah, so we're going to say they're starting at 51 degrees. They're all within a few tenths of a degree of 51 degrees. That's all right. <laughs> 51 degrees is what we're going to go with. So I go to I, farther away. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can hear you. There Far, you go. Farther away, it was uh, like 51, but I got within a few inches of it. Yeah. And it uh, brought it up to 54. So 50, 54. So wherever you're, as long as you're shooting from the same spot each time, that's all yeah. there. So so 54 is what you want to say is our let's, starting temperature? Let's do, should I do closer or should I do it back away? Uh, I would do it. Let's let's do it all close. Get the, the gun as close as you can okay. to the mouth. <clears throat> so. so go ahead and shoot them one more time. We'll get a rough average of our starting temperature. So, yeah, something like that. Science is hard. Science sucks. <laughs> 58. 57. 58 feels warm for a soda. Like, I don't think it's... 56. Yeah. 55. So, 56 sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so they're going down... Yeah. All right. So we're going to say the average. Or actually, you know what? You've got the starting. So write down the starting temperature for each can. Uh, just <laughs> each one. Yeah. Kenny's getting his workout having to get up and down. So the so the can number one, which has nothing on it, was. That was the, that was the 50. That was the high, hottest right? one, wasn't it? 54.5. So 54.5 on that one. And then the foam one, foam koozie. I know this is riveting for the folks <laughs> listening to the podcast. 55.8. It's weird that they're all already, I guess because we had to like wrangle them in. I had hands on the cans. 55.3. So it sounds like around 55, all of them are. All of them are about 55, but we'll get the exact numbers on each. 54. All right. So there we go. So uh, if you would, somebody, Curtis, if you would set us a, a timer for five minutes, we're going to check it at five minutes, at 10 minutes, at 15 minutes, and then at 30 minutes. We'll, we'll pause what we're doing, pause the discussion, check the, the uh, can temperatures, and then we'll know if this koozie really is better than the rest. So 
All right. We're doing science as we're podcasting. Today. I like the little vest on without the sleeves because yeah, I like wearing those. Cool. <laughs> it looks cool. That's the power of science. That's right. But then again, I like the flannel too because I wear a lot of flannel. So I'm, <laughs> I'm torn. That's all right. We'll find out if these are if these are worth it. Uh, if they're significantly different than or either not having a koozie at all. I've always wondered how much they really work. work. So now we'll know that answer. So do we want to guess real quick of which one we think will stay the coolest? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I know. You can if you want to. Go ahead. Right. I'm going with the Bass Pro Outdoor World one. I think that's going to the foam. The one. foam one. I think that's going to do the best job. The best, but we'll see. If nothing else, it would float if you dropped it in the river. That is true. <laughs> the rest of them, I don't know that they would float. No, probably not. Curtis, you have a guess? No, no, me neither. All right, <laughs> let's get to it. Let's All take. Right, let's, to make it fun. let's take a look at the story. Top stories in entertainment and pop culture from the past week. First up. Fantastic Beasts 3 took the top spot at the weekend box office, made an estimated $43 million, which is on the low end of expectations. This is the worst opening day and worst opening weekend of any film in the Wizarding World Harry Potter franchise. Is that it, because Cinnamon had to work so much she wasn't able to go see it? She actually got to go times? see it. No, they went and saw it. Yeah, they went and saw it. They actually sat next to a friend of mine. I don't know if they talked, but probably not. he told me that like he recognized them at least. So. Yeah. Uh, this movie was actually on for the Easter holiday weekend since a lot of people were off and schools were out on Monday. They they include Monday in the Easter opening and uh, it was actually beaten on Easter Monday by Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So <laughs> so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everybody that wanted to see it went and saw it. And then on Monday, uh, they went and saw Sonic 2 because uh, apparently it wasn't worth it. Word of mouth has been terrible. Rec- critic reviews, audience yeah. reviews have been horrible. So we'll see what they decide to do. I don't know. How many more they got left? Supposed to have two more <laughs> left. They should just... Probably zero. <laughs> they may do one more and just say, look, we're giving you one. Wrap it up. You know, that's that's my expectation, but I, I could be wrong. They Give it a mercy both. killing. Yeah. Like a lot of times they'll take one book, make two movies. They're going to take two books and make one movie. Well, or, there are no books. Well, no just, books. Yeah. Just one, <laughs> two stories, one movie. Yeah. Take what was going to be planned as two movies, make one movie and call her good. Oh, so be. these don't have nothing. There's nothing to them. Okay, They're so just made up. Not like, on the fly, <laughs> but yeah, they were there. There's no books. No is, source she, material. is she the one that's like writing these or uh, she's involved? I don't know how much. I think she was heavily involved in the first one. I don't know about from then on. And the first of these prequels was the best movie. It wasn't a good movie, but it was actually it was a standalone movie. You could yeah. have done a one and done and been like, oh, OK. But the last couple have just been set up for something Hey, this will be cool. I promise. Come back three movies from now. We'll show you what it is. You know, the these last couple have not done anything but just be set up right. for something later that hasn't happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least none of the. Oh yeah, never mind. What's that? I was gonna say at least none of the actors are having any issues. <laughs> yeah, <not> well, right. <laughs> well, forgot which movie I was talking about yeah. for a second. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, actress Liz Sheridan. She was best known for playing the nosy neighbor on ALF. She was also Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry's mother on Seinfeld died at the age of 93 in this past week. She passed away peacefully in her sleep from natural causes. Yeah, she died from being 93 years old, Yeah, uh, which is good that it wasn't something that she suffered. You know, she was, it wasn't cancer. It wasn't yeah. COVID. It was, you know, she just, mm-hmm. she just died. It's big, time to be done. Big yep. bucket of wind. Thanks for stealing that. We're going to get sued now. Thanks, Kurt. I know. I've done this before. Thankfully, we haven't been sued yet. Not yet. Uh, Her acting career, she actually started in New York City and in the Caribbean. She was a nightclub dancer and singer. 
uh, before she got onto television. She was at first just doing like guest spots on a bunch of shows from the 70s and 80s, like Moonlighting, Kojak, A-Team, One Day at a Time, and such. Uh, yeah, I remember she, seeing her in little... Yeah, a little bit pieces. Remember bit pieces and yeah. stuff. Especially going back and watching some of these older shows like I'm doing Knight Rider and different stuff like that. You're She'll like, oh pop up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Anybody will pop up in any <laughs> of those. But yeah, uh, her big break came with in 1986 when ALF premiered. Of course, she was on ALF. The same year that ALF was canceled was the same year she started on Seinfeld. So she worked right through. Um, outside of the four core cast members, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer, she is the person who has appeared in the most Seinfeld episodes outside of the the four that were in every episode. So she was in 21 episodes um, well, over nine George seasons. George was a mama's boy, so yeah, yeah. it kind of makes sense to have her there. Uh, five minutes. Five minutes is up. All right, let's get a quick check on our temperature on our cans. Do you want me to keep it going? Uh, no, just, just go ahead and stop it. We'll do another five after this. Yeah. All right. And record those, and then you can give us the update after you've, after you've recorded them. Um, and then once he's done recording them, we'll just start another five. Okay. Okay. As Kenny's doing that, we'll keep moving on. Uh, Jack Nicholson's axe from The Shining, the prop axe, went up for auction on Wednesday through Gotta Have Rock and Roll Auction House. Uh, the auction house says the axe prop is still in very good condition. It is displayed in a shadow box frame along with some photos of it from the movie, some production stills. It's expected to reach at least $100,000. I would think it would go for more than that. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's one of the most iconic props from one of the most iconic horror films. Right. I mean, even if you're not a horror fan, you know of The Shining. So right. everybody knows of the axe busting through the bathroom door. And here's Johnny. Jack sticking his face in there. Yep. I can't. What else would have gone for more, do you think, from the show? From, the, from the Shining? Is there another prop that's more iconic than the axe? I couldn't think so. Maybe no. the typewriter? Maybe? I don't... Scatman Crothers. <laughs> I don't think he's for sale. <laughs> the tricycles from the kids. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that made the bat that Shelley Duvall carries. I, right. But the axe, I think, is the most the most iconic piece. And Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the axe prop, most definitely. Or, like, even just, like, a piece of the carpet that they use. Somebody yeah, might maybe be like that. Hallway carpet, yeah, yeah, possibly. But even what's what's a square of carpet? <laughs> a carpet square, yeah. <laughs> Depends on the size of the carpet square. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If you got the whole hallway run, or something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can your house or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's up for auction. So if you've got the cash, you can head over to Gotta Have Rock and Roll Auction House and check on that. Fair can enough. you give us the update on the numbers? Are we warming up yet at all? All or? right, the standalone can with nothing around it went from fifty four five to sixty point seven. So Ooh. it's heating up the fastest yeah um the can the foam it went from 55.8 to 59.4 okay. so not too terrible the neoprene 55.3 to 55.4 wow it's so actually keeping it the, yeah the one that's the thinnest and yeah <laughs> cheapest looking is actually doing the best job so yeah far. and then the vest went from 54.4 to 55.6 wow mm, all right okay we'll check it again at the 10 minute mark so i apologize <laughs> neoprene i bad about you for no reason <laughs> that's right damn it uh, Taco Bell today announced uh, the official return of the fan favorite Mexican pizza. The Mexican pizza is back on May 19th, 2022. If you're a loyalty club member, you get first dibs on early access. I didn't you, miss it. You can begin ordering the Mexican pizza on May 17th. You're not a fan of the Mexican pizza? No, never was. My boy and my brother love those and were legit sad that yeah. they didn't have them anymore. What would you get from Taco Bell instead of a Mexican pizza then? Uh, chicken Ranchero. Those are pretty good. 
chicken ranchero. They don't have them anymore. You yeah. Know. <laughs> so if we're bringing back the dead. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you, Kenny? What's your go-to order for Taco Bell? Um, usually it's whatever's in the $5 box. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I'm cheap. But it's I, a pretty good deal, those $5 boxes. Yeah. But I mean. Are you hungry but don't want to eat a whole lot of our crap? <laughs> I do like the five-layer burritos. I'm I'm pretty yeah. big fan of those. So. Well, yeah. Those are pretty good. I like the Doritos tacos, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I like the crunch wraps. Yeah. yeah. I do like a good oh, crunch yeah. wrap. Oh, yeah. Crunch wraps are good. Mine's sour cream. But no, you got to get that. <laughs> no. You got to get it all creamed up. <laughs> I do not. You, you yes, got you got to make sure there's enough. You get it in your beard and oh, all that. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got to get it all over yourself. Just rub that shit in on yourself. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's a good moisturizer. Okay. <laughs> there you keep go. it in next time. <laughs> and finally, Warner Brothers Discovery, the new media company that when Discovery bought out Warner Brothers from AT&T, they are looking for their own version of Kevin Feige to run DC films. They need somebody who yeah. has a clear vision of what these movies should be going forward. Oh, you just now realizing <laughs> that? Are you? Well, it took it took somebody else buying the Warner Brothers properties Fair to say, enough. you know what? We need somebody here that's in charge. They just get Kevin Feige. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get Kevin Feige. I, I guess my question would be, who would you get? Who? What person out there right now, director, writer, producer who would you get at this point to take over the creative vision the coherence the consistency who would you get to take over the dc comics films well if you're looking for something lighter like i know you are joey i am kevin smith Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think no. so. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Right. Love me, Kevin Smith, in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. Okay. His wheelhouse is shrinking lately. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's a point where, like, and I've done this before, stuff that's mildly funny when weed's involved feels really funny. Yeah. But it's really not. <laughs> and, and once you get clear headed, it's like, wow, well, that, that wasn't probably as funny as I thought it was in the moment. Right. I feel like he never gets clear headed and he doesn't have somebody to be like, yeah, that's funny, but I think we can do better. Let's do another rewrite, you know? Yeah. And when, you know, not, th- not that it goes like, you know, with clerks, like, oh, he was hungry and it was right, his right, first yeah. film, Bob, stuff like that. Well, he wasn't no, he was either. very yeah. focused yeah, he on was focused. what he was and a career and doing something. So he didn't have all that. But if, you know, he was very animate about like uh, Jam Bob reboot. He sat there and stayed stone the entire time yeah. and just banged it out like yeah. within hours banged and out that the sounds whole like the only draft he did of yeah. the script right, was, right yeah. exactly so it's like hmm let's uh so let's go ahead and get our 10 minute uh, readings there while you're doing that so curtis you, you think kevin smith huh not really no. okay <laughs> I just threw that just out throwing there, a name out. who would you really get does feige have like an understudy the closest I can come up with, and it's not so much that Feige's got an understudy, it's that he uh, he's he's set up other people to do well, and I think that at Disney they're doing similar type of movements like with the Lucasfilm stuff. Like they've got John Favreau and Dave Filoni who kind of run that, and like they're the guys that are taking care of Star Wars. Feige's taking care of Marvel. So yeah, and, and you know. Neither of those guys came. I mean, they both came up through Marvel and Lucas and all that. But it feels like, you know, if DC wants to tap into somebody they've already got, like, like originally Zack Snyder was going to be the vision for DC. And it wasn't that he was going to direct everything. He did a uh, front, but he, his, 
his visual language is going to be the visual language of the DC movies. His yeah. the stories he set in motion were the stories that were canon, and so you know if something happens, it refer it's referenced elsewhere. You know that was going to be, and so if it's not Zack Snyder, but you've got if you if DC's staying in their pool of people that they've pulled in on this, you're looking at like James Wan who did Aquaman, which was. The, you know, an amazingly amazing success for DC after striking out. Right. So, and James Wan can do horror. Uh, clearly, he can do the action stuff. Or it's like Patty Jenkins, um, although she kind of laid an egg with the latest Wonder Woman movie, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. So, so I don't know. I don't know that DC has anybody in their in their current repertoire that they could go to and be so like on we're going to make you set the vision go ahead on that 1984 uh obviously her first outing was amazing yeah. and then it, it was almost like two different people were making two did, different did yeah she just have a lot of pressure from other people to do other stuff i and, think when 84 was made was at the time when things were starting to turn south with with Zack Snyder and DC and Joss Whedon and all this okay. stuff. So I'm guessing that there were executives that were more heavily involved with the, what the process of making Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like the first movie at all, like you said. Yeah. It so. felt like there was a little bit of love in there, but the majority of it was like checking other boxes. trash. Yeah. yeah. Checking boxes for a studio. Here's the notes. You got to have this. Yeah. At a time when the studio's having massive <laughs> problems. So possibly so, you got you got some uh, readings for us and we'll get back to the conversation I do. let's okay. go ahead I'm 10 minute gonna, mark go i'm going to give you the um starting temperature again and, and then, then what's the been 10 newest, minutes later okay. so uh the no insulation was 54.5 it is now 62.7 okay uh the foam is 55.8 starting out now is 61.3 a little cooler okay uh can number three the neoprene still rocking and rolling it started out at 55.3 is it uh 50 uh it's actually the same temperature it's it's actually it has not changed. Four from the five minutes ago yeah oh wow um Hold and strong. then uh can number four uh the vest will start out at uh 54 4 and is at 54 9 so it's not doing too bad either right. nice. so we've got our two uh front runners yep so your pick was I not doing much at all so everybody can read that <laughs> that's right uh, uh, i see the thing is like um i think what dc's problem was originally was whereas they they gave Zack snyder a filmmaker pretty much the control of the universe right Instead of someone who like Feige, who's not a, a producer, you need he's, a producer. He's, he's a producer. <laughs> yeah. You you need someone that like a producer to do it. And I I cannot think of anybody to be honest. Like what James Gunn's doing with his movies, I I actually like that direction that he's yeah. been able to do. But like I want him to be the filmmaker, not the producer. Right. But you know, I don't know who you'd put in that position to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough call because I mean. <laughs> Feige's a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah. And for the for his role, mm. for what he's doing, yeah, he I don't think he can he's not a filmmaker, he's a producer. So yeah, he, there's not there aren't producers like that that are I mean, if it was easy as just getting another person and slap them in there, and then everybody would have it. I mean, Universal yeah. would have their horror monster franchise that they tried to get off the ground, but couldn't because they don't have that person. Uh, Lucasfilm, the vision of Disney, doesn't have, they have Kathleen Kennedy, and she it, done a mixed, job. mixed results at best uh, with what she's done. So, yeah, it's, 
I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, I think any one of us could sit down and be like, well, yeah, here's how you're, you know, we could all come up with a timeline of like for the next 10 years, here's what DC films need to be. But that's just fan speculation. You know, that's every, every fan does that as far as actually doing the work and being a producer and making things happen. That's, yeah. that's a harder job. And right. I mean, I wish they would kind of maybe get with the people that's doing the animated stuff. Right. And just talk to them. Yeah. And just bounce <laughs> some ideas off of them because I've yet to see an animated show that I wasn't like, you know, just, well, not blown away by all of them, but I mean, I'm, I was still like, good. that They're was enjoyable. damn good. That yeah. was fun to watch and maybe even watch them a couple times because they were that good. Great story and everything. It's like, maybe you just chat with them a little, see, you know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm off. I don't know. The, the only other name that comes to mind, and we'll move on from this. The only other name that comes to mind would be somebody like a producer, like a Greg Berlanti, who did the whole CW Arrowverse thing. Yeah, those shows, the quality is what it is. They were TV shows using DC Comics properties developed for a specific network in the CW. Yeah. So if you take that out and just say, what would you do if you had the film right? You know, if you were overseeing the film studio, I think I don't think you would get films that look like CW shows. You would actually get films that look like films. Get rid of all the shirtless boy restrictions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, because I mean, Berlanti has produced stuff in other genres for other IPs. I mean, he's done other stuff besides that. It's just that's where. He kind of gets, you know, any, I, I think maybe that's the direction you go because obviously he knows the source material and it's clear as a producer he can make things happen for Warner Brothers, you know. So that's the only other name that comes to my mind that I'm like, you know, that would be the closest thing to a slam dunk. And it's not a slam dunk. It's more like a, more like a long three pointer <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and real quick on the sense of CW stuff, I never could figure out because all I ever watched from uh, CW was, you know, Arrow and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, Arrow, he'll do some, when he was doing the salmon bar right. stuff, you know, he'll, he would be shirtless, but really not a lot of the other people were because until, none of the rest of them were in that kind of shape. <laughs> well, well I, we are going back and watching the originals. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Any all, other show on the CW, yeah, yeah they're all which, soap operas. Yeah. We're loving the heck out of, but holy crap! Try to keep a shirt on any of those guys, or if yeah. it is, it's way unbuttoned. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I see where the shirtless boy network came from. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's uh, certainly where we're at with the the CW. Uh, good luck figuring out what they what happens with that network too, with yeah. all this stuff. Uh, and in other news, do we have a couple minutes before we get to the <clears throat> next check in? Uh, we have right now. All right, well, let's do that check-in. While you're doing the check-in, we'll talk about what's going on in other news. Uh, Curtis found this story for us. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, molecular ecologist Professor Matthew Sweet has shared his theory about the Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> specifically the well-known photo of the cryptid's neck coming out of the water that we've all seen a million times. Uh, everybody's speculated on what it really is. Um, he has a theory. He says, quote, back in the day, Travelers and explorers would draw what they saw, Sweet said on social media. This is where many sea monster stories come from, like whether it's in tentacle, alien-esque appendages emerging from the water, giving belief that something more sinister was lurking beneath. So, you know, we've all heard stories of the giant squids because, you know, people would see these tentacles out of the water and they're 
it, all they had they didn't have cameras in their pockets so they would draw it out and stuff like you know, right. oh, it's a squid tentacle right. oh my god that how big must it be that kind of stuff <laughs> well he says uh he says however in many cases the pictures that they drew were just of whale penises yeah uh he has penises. made this observation in a tweet that went viral he also posted a handful of images this is the best part to corroborate <laughs> his claim and help readers draw visual parallels between the elongated <clears throat> swan-like neck that has come to be associated with the loch ness monster uh with some close-up pictures of whale penises yeah. uh, he's, just, so he's on social media he's posting, on social media with a picture of whale the dicks. darkness monster <laughs> and then whale dick pics the rest of the, the, the thread um i guess nobody told him that the guy who took the picture actually came clean about it on his deathbed what was actually going on so. yeah yeah but no no it's whale penises i swear yeah i think he just wanted a reason to put whale penises on social media he's really into this yeah he oh he's very into his whale penises <laughs> he's a whale penis uh, yeah oh yeah Apparently he does because we see. It. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know whales had penises like that. But yeah, now I do. A whale penis looks like a tentacle. Yeah, it's shaped like you know cone, thick at the base, and tapers <laughs> to yeah. like a tentacle end. You know, like a they call them the wedge. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The, the the size and shape of a whale dildo. What must that be like? <laughs> no, the actual the actual picture. The guy who took the picture said that. Uh, have you uh, you guys know what the picture is? Yeah, uh, I don't remember what it was that he actually used. It but was actually it's an elephant. That is an elephant's tusk out of the water. So what looks like the back of the Loch Ness monster is the elephant's head okay. sticking out slowly out of the water, and then the trunk coming up out of the water it was a so the guy who took the picture was like an old circus guy and he just had there was a small young elephant and he just was like hey and he took the picture of it the elephant was in the water playing and he took the picture of it and then decided hey as a circus as a circus guy he thought hey i'll sell this as the loch ness monster and so that's what went around and then on his deathbed he's like yeah no it was the elephant (laughs) and and you know in this day and age and if you look at it now knowing that what looks like kind of like the head of the loch ness monster and like maybe like a snout you can see okay that's the you know how the elephant's trunk is like got that little i don't know what you appendage on the backside closest to the mouth and stuff it's like okay well clearly it's an elephant now yeah well, there's still people today that'd be like, "No, fake news." Oh so, yeah, no, that's what that's what the the main mainstream media wants you to believe it's an elephant. <laughs> it's like, no, that's what the that, guy. But that's fine. liberals. Liberals are trying to make you believe that the Loch Ness monster doesn't exist. We all know the real truth. Look it up yourself. Maybe yeah, do your look, own research. It does look like an elephant trunk. What's funny? It like, is an elephant trunk. The first first image I clicked on, it's got a whale penis next to it. It says, yeah. "No, Loch Ness monster isn't a whale penis." <laughs> yeah. Sorry, professor. Well, you want to believe it's an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got our 15 minutes. I do. And a kind of interesting. Uh, I'll Science. go from. Now, this time I'm going from the 10 minute to the 15 minute. Okay. Right? So, Percent the. Change, or, yeah, just the change, temperature. Yeah. Change. The no insulation went from 62.7 to 65.3. So, it's getting almost a room temperature because room is, temperature is 68 yes. right now. And it seemed like between that 10 and 15 mark is when everything's starting to happen with these. Yeah. Um, Which, if the, you haven't drank your beer in 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> you deserve a warm beer. Exactly. So, the foam went from 61.3 to 63.3 so it bumped up a couple degrees and then the uh, neoprene went from 55.4 to 58.5 so it did jump finally it did jump finally so you're seeing that somewhere in that 
10 to 15 is when it starts losing its magic powers and uh <laughs> yes it's magic is what it is not it, science it's magic it is it. magic powers <laughs> so and then finally the vest went from 55 9 to 57 1 so it's actually so it's holding keeping up it the coolest yeah. and the longest oh yeah. well we'll see we're Hold not going to do it again in five minutes we're going to wait for a 30 minute time so yeah. that'd be 15 minutes from the last reading so um yeah we'll check it out if you if you takes you 30 minutes to drink that beer why then yeah, yeah. So right. 15 minutes here? 50, oh yeah, 15 okay. minutes. And you're clearly me. not manning the grill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Post your comments. Tag us in news stories there. Or you can call us on the hotline at 417-986-7842 and leave a message with your comments. We Do just, it. Just might play them on an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. It is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We sure would like to hear from you. Links to all that and more over at popgoestheculture.com. I thought about calling again. Did you? Yeah, but I didn't. No, I should. Yeah. I, I need to come up with something good. You do need to come up with some, yeah. a good reason to call besides uh, just because. Yeah, yeah. Just say, hey, it's Curtis. Hey, just checking in. We still recording this week? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to sleep in. It's storming out. You got still power down there? <laughs> it's like, dude, it has been sunny for a week straight. <laughs> oh, not not in not in my house. That's pretty. Fun. I'm like, I live literally two minutes from you. <laughs> it's not raining yet. <laughs> On this date in entertainment pop culture, April twenty second, nineteen sixty six. Remember it well. The Trogs, the band The Trogs, released their second single. It went on to become their biggest hit. I don't know what their first single was, but how does that become your second single? Yeah, Why not uh, drop that one right off the bat? I think I, I actually I think I know it, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, they're like, do you think our song will live on? It's like, well, in 2022, it becomes <laughs> a wrestler John Moxley's <laughs> yeah, song, exactly. but by Tony Khan. <laughs> uh, April 22nd, 1970, the first Earth Day was founded and celebrated. So celebrate your yeah, Earth Day. Yeah, that's a pretty neat little story. 52 years we've had Earth Day now. April 22nd, 1978, the Blues Brothers made their first appearance on Saturday Night Live. So much fun. On, I love that. Oh, yeah. They, it's, <laughs> oh, they made a movie, too. Yeah. Uh, April 22nd, 1979. This is kind of funny, I thought. As part of Keith Richards' sentence on drug charges in Canada. <laughs> so, heroin charges in Canada. Uh, the Rolling Stones were forced, as part of his sentence, to play two benefit concerts for the Canadian National Institute for the Blind in Ontario. Two concerts on the same day from mm. uh, from the Rolling Stones. I'm thinking the judge might have been <laughs> like, you know, My- I got some friends that are <laughs> contributors that are sponsors of the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. Why don't you guys just come out here and play a couple of concerts for them as part of your uh, punishment for, yep. for bringing heroin into the country? That's a, that, that was funny. As you were saying that, I was like, that's a pretty funny that's little son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly what he was He's doing. Like, and, and also part of that is we're going to need autographs yeah, and exactly. a couple tour shirts. <laughs> yeah. And finally, April 22nd, 2019, Avengers Endgame premiered in Los Angeles. That little, little film. Three years ago. The little film that could 
truck long. That, f- that feels like just yesterday and an entire lifetime ago at the same time, three yeah. years ago. What has changed in the last three years since if we'd known then going into Avengers Endgame uh, and seeing that in theaters in April of 2019, what, what might would we have thought of the world would be like three years later? What's yeah. changed since Endgame? Yeah. Nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Apparently. <laughs> not it, anymore. It felt a little in-game. <laughs> For a while For there. A while. <laughs> <laughs> driving through the streets, not seeing but maybe two, three other cars driving around. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wild. It did feel like a blip happened. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up this week in entertainment and pop culture. This weekend, we are going to be out at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri, Friday through Sunday by we, I mean Kenny and I. I think uh, Dusty and Cinnamon will be making an appearance on Saturday and Sunday. Curtis is going to be doing Sado stuff. I'll be doing doing Sado. I've got two teams. You're doing two? Yeah. And then are you doing an extra bonus one for yourself? The second second one one is is mine. So, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to so it. So tell us, for those who are unfamiliar with it, tell us kind of what Sato is, how it works, how, how it gets started and how it how it goes and how it ends. What Tell us about it. It's a 48-hour short film competition. Uh, basically, um, this year they're actually doing it in person the last couple of years because of COVID. It was all online. But, because of in-game? Yeah, <laughs> because of the in-game, you know. And um, basically, we're like right around 6 o'clock, they... 6 o'clock on Friday night. Friday night. Okay. They start... Uh, you get together and then they start going over like all the sponsors, all the awards that are going to be happening. Like you have certain awards if, if you do certain things in your movie or whatnot. And then they give you <laughs> best your, use your of guidelines. Whale penis. Best <laughs> use of whale penis. I kind of want to put that in there. Uh, no, then they um they give you your guidelines because you have to have certain guidelines so you can't cheat and film a film before right hand. So they really want you to actually film it that weekend. And then the minute that they give you. The guideline is when you start, and then you have 48 hours to write, direct, shoot, find actors, all that stuff. Edit. Edit. Bring it all together. Put, bring this five-minute film together and then get it turned in Sunday night at whatever time. Hopefully, you're fit. smart enough to be like, all right, guys, you guys are going to be editing. We, You guys want to be in a film? We're going to ask you ahead of time. Yeah. We're going to oh, have... Yeah. Teams have been I'm, coming together for a while. Yeah. Have a general idea of what kind of setting and clothing and just kind of adapt from there. Yeah. So Probably not, not everybody. I From watching some of those... Clearly, there's a lot of people that are like, we're we're gonna wait till the exact moment to make all these. <laughs> we're not gonna do anything yeah. until then. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we we've been prepping for like I don't know a month now on ideas, and we and have the a concept. Fact that last so. year, uh, someone has to be smoking was not a guideline because almost every film somebody, <laughs> somebody was, was smoking, smoking and they made it a point to like get in there so you could see them and like focus on that so i was like oh that must be one of them and you said no that's not at all no. <laughs> i was like because well, it's in every one of them so. well the one we did last year i i actually wrote a scene for tom baker's character to smoke and so like we put it in the movie and he's like after he read because we we wrote our own versions of act one right like he wrote one and i wrote one and it was the same characters doing the same thing but he's like i like yours better and i was like cool is it because you're smoking in it because i wrote actual scenes where he like pulls out a cigarette takes two drags puts it out gets in his face you know stuff like that so yeah you could it's probably why because they're smoking. Because it's me. Like, yeah, I put smoking in there. Uh, fair it's enough. Fine. 
So that kicks off Friday night. That kicks It'll be off all turned in by Sunday night. Yes, and if you don't get it turned in on time, it's fine. You can still turn it in. You're just not eligible not for eligible any for the prizes. of the, the prizes and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've won a few. Yeah, uh, we won a couple years ago. We won the um, the Alamo the Alamo Award, yeah. which uh, I guess I'll be talking to Jen soon. Uh, I still haven't got those tickets. Oh, there <laughs> you go. We'll bring that up with you. <laughs> So, yeah, we got Sato going on here locally. Uh, like I said, we'll be in Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. If you're out west, Fanboy Expo takes place in Las Vegas through Sunday as well. A lot to do. A lot to get out and do this weekend. It's supposed to be a nice weekend here locally if you're in the yeah, area. So check it out. it'll be that way up there. Yeah, I hope there's, so. There's been a few weekends when we've done Sato. It's like, oh, it's going to be great. And then it's like raining or cold or yeah. something. Yeah. I think we're getting that out of the way today. Uh, this Friday, today is Earth Day, as we have mentioned. Uh, also, new in theaters this week. You know, for people complaining how there's no original movies, it's all just rehashing these. Uh, we've got this weekend opening up The Bad Guys, an animated flick for the kids. We've got The Northman by Robert Eggers, yeah. which I want to see. Yeah. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nick show. Cage. I want to see that. We've still, <laughs> got, so good. we've still got everything everywhere all at once in theaters opened a couple weeks ago. There's a lot of really new, good. yeah, there's a lot of new original stuff in theaters. So get out, go to the movies this weekend. This Sunday on the telly, on the small screen, uh, Barry Season 3 premieres over on HBO and HBO Max. Yeah, and Bill that, Hader and Henry Winkler. That took a while. It, because COVID. Because slow of COVID. Down, yeah, yeah. Yeah, slow I decided down. with Season 3 starting, I'm going to go ahead and start it. And start Catch watching up and, 1, 2. That'll put me, by the time 3 is over, then really I'll just series. be all caught up. Yeah. yeah. Over on Epics, Billy the Kid premieres this weekend, this I Sunday. I want to watch that, too. That looks pretty good. And then over on Showtime, the new limited series, The Man Who Fell to Earth. This is, I don't know if it's a remake or if it's a sequel, but this is based on the film that starred David Bowie back in oh, the late 70s, okay. early 80s. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, about an alien on Earth. Next Monday, uh, apparently next Monday is the perfect date. Describe your perfect date. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. So April 25th <laughs> is apparently the perfect date, according to the movie uh, Miss Congeniality. So get out and enjoy the perfect date on Monday. Next Tuesday's Alien Day. It's 426, so they made it Alien Day. Okay. Based on the ship, LV-426. Okay. Or is it is that the ship or the planet? I don't remember. I don't either. It's been a minute since I've seen Alien. Oh no, you yeah. can call the hotline and tell us. <laughs> yeah, calls on the it's, hotline. Uh, it's know. something similar, close yeah. to that. So next Thursday, National Superhero Day. So go dress up as a superhero, I guess. Go we watch a, the we Batman. Got a, we got a lot of days coming up. We got do we do have a day or two coming up. Yeah. Plus, we'll be recording new episodes of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Be sure to look for that in the podcast player of your choice yeah, next and prepping Friday. for another con and doing another con next weekend, <laughs> which we'll talk about next week. Uh, we are almost to the 30 minute mark on our, on our cans test here. So we are going to, uh, we're going to stick with it for just another minute or two. Uh, then we're going to take a quick break. So bear with us. Uh, I'm, we're going to put you on hold. We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for holding. 
We are back. Uh, so we have the results after 30 minutes, which, again, if it's taking you 30 minutes to drink your beer or your soda, you may need to seek yeah, help. Exactly. <laughs> but, but what have we got? What uh, What are our jumps from the 15-minute mark to the 30-minute mark? Okay. Well, do you want to know that or from the start temperature? Yeah, give, us, give us a start to the final, I guess, I, actually. Yeah, yeah. for the final. we Okay, for the no insulation, we started So out, this is just having a can out of the fridge, yeah. open it up, and it's sitting there as you're going about your business. Nothing fancy. So that started out at 54.5, and it ended at 66.3. Okay. So, so almost room temperature. Yeah, almost room temperature. And uh, the, the foam one, the best pro that I thought would do the best, did not um <laughs> it started out at 55.8 went to 65.9 so wow. again almost room temperature. so honestly if you have the that <laughs> one or none there's not that much of a call difference. call your local so. bass pro provider <laughs> and tell them to get their shit together <laughs> exactly <laughs> i guess it would keep your hand from getting cold <laughs> maybe so yeah i yeah, you know that's the other thing too is yeah the transference of heat from your hand to your can i guess it would help against that yeah so uh, so it does a job. Yeah, so, it has a function, exactly. just not this function that we're testing necessarily. So the neoprene, uh, which was our strong leader for the longest time, started out at 55.3 and went to 62.4. So it's still a little cooler than the others. Still a little cooler, the best so far. Uh, can four. This is the one that Puffin sent us. This is our jacket yep. that they sent us that we've been testing That's as a comparison. Jacket, the style I like to wear, just yep. the vest and no sleeves, <laughs> no uh, shirt underneath it. Just, yeah, no just shirt the vest. <laughs> Showing off my three chest hairs. <laughs> Too much Indian and nipples too. Uh, exactly. <laughs> three nipples. Uh, it started. It started out at fifty four point four. And it actually stayed our coolest at 60.7. All right. So we will, those are the preliminary results. We'll write it up and give you links on where you can uh, get your puffin can cooler, can koozie. Uh, Clearly, it is better than leaving your can out (laughs) this summer. I would have really figured that was just these other. I thought that was, the vest was just going to be a fun like decoration. A gimmick? Yeah, yeah, a gimmick thing and nothing substance to it. And <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. So it's clearly it's the winner. I'm going right. to drink the coldest one. There you go. Right. I went and got ice for the uh, warmest one. So there you go. I still like the flannel one. Yeah, the flannel looks fun. Yeah. And the other I one, mean, the, wow. the wine the wine sleeping bag looks fun, but God, we're not going to go through and what open a bottle of wine. And you should feel the can. Let me see just the front of that vest. Is the can one. cool? Yeah, yeah, the can's still cool. It's still it's still yeah, cold. Here's, here's the. Uh, like, I mean, it's cool, but it's you know not. I mean, like that. when I took a drink, I was like, it's it tastes, tastes like, like it came out of the fridge. Yeah. So the other puffin one looks like what you would wear. Oh, it's got a little like pockets. a fishing. Like oh yeah, no, those pockets are like functional. You can't put anything in them. Yeah. The I, don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah, you can take two, your earrings off or something. The but. two front ones you can put it in the two bottom front ones, and then the back one you can put something in. That's cool. Yeah. It's like a fishing like a fishing vest. vest yeah. I love that. The flannel's just awesome. <laughs> the flannel's cool because it's like the sleeves. It's like you got your arm, like your hands in the front pockets. Yeah. So the sleeves are like sewed in. So it's like you got two little handles there for holding your can. I wonder if I love it. My dog could fit into this thing. but <laughs> Your dog almost could fit in the vest. Yeah, yeah. If I took out the bottom here, yeah, you could yeah. basically wear a sleeveless That's vest. Awesome. <laughs> well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are drafting the things we wish we were good at. We have our cage match championship that we're going to need you to vote in, determine a winner, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. And now, these messages. Hello, friends. 
My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. When I'm bringing home a pizza from Pizza Hut, I drive very carefully. I don't change lanes much. I avoid jackrabbit starts and stops. And I make turns extra carefully, too. I think instead of having traffic cops, everybody should drive around with a pizza in their car. Pull over. Let's see your toppings. You old enough to drive that pizza? So this week we are drafting the things we wish we were good at. Oh, shit. Everybody's going to get four picks. It is a draft. So once a pick is taken, it is off the board. Nobody else can pick it. Serpentine draft. So if you pick first in the first round, you'll pick last in the second round. And I will let you two uh, paper, rock, scissors to decide who's going to choose our draft order today. So we'll rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> shoot on shoot, throw it out there. Curtis, the claw does not work this time. It has to be a rock, okay, a paper, or a scissors. Yeah. Not it, the open claw. It, it, it was a bomb. <laughs> yeah, okay. Join the dark sure order. Was, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, my son God, of them. All right, I get to pick them because you guys tied. Jeez, surprise, I swear to God. <laughs> Maybe I should have done the claw bomb. Because <laughs> the, then Kenny would have won by default because <laughs> the claw bomb doesn't work. All right. Uh, we'll go We'll go. Curtis has to go first. All right. And then we'll go Kenny, and I'll go last. Four picks. Things you wish you were good at. Curtis, we go to you for your first pick. All right. I'm going to pick... Play an instrument, particularly the bass guitar, because I've owned the bass guitar for several years and I've never learned how to play it. Pretty easy. Playing bass guitar, yeah, just slap it. Just slap it. Just slap it. Well, I don't, ha- I don't have a, an amp for it either, so it's like... So it does absolutely nothing. It does nothing. Right. Well, you can still practice. You can still get the thing. And uh, really, bass guitar, most of it's like... You kind of stay in that same... Yeah, you're not... There's not major changes. I mean, yeah. you're not less Claypool, or you're not... Yeah. Like, you're not Flea or anything. Yeah, yeah no. So... I don't know. Maybe there's a part of me that's just like I could get there. I I could be like Flea or Les Claypool or Rob Trulio. Just need Thirty years of experience, bro. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll get there when I'm sixty. <laughs> yeah, just put one in your hands when you're eight years old, and I got. Oh wait, you've lost that opportunity with nothing uh, to do but play, but play for hours on end. Yeah, right. So that's my first pick. Playing bass guitar. All right, nice. Kenny. How about you? What are you gonna do for your first pick? Um, I think I will go. I wish I was better at uh, shooting guns. Okay. I never. My I had real. Uh, my ears were real sensitive when I was younger. So, I I shot a little when I was younger, but I never got to do a lot. And I wish I was more. Were like 
I could hit a general area. Like if someone fat like me was coming towards me, I could probably hit them somewhere. <laughs> you're but going if, down. But Snoop, I either killing you dead or I'm wounding you, yeah, winging you. And you're, if you're Snoop Dogg's running towards me, forget it. I'll, I'll never hit the man. So I wish I was better at that. Something again, practice. Yeah. You know, wouldn't take long to do. So. All right. Uh, I've got two picks in a row. So my first one, uh, I'm going to pick uh, taking a nap. <laughs> I wish I was better at taking naps. <laughs> just make yourself lay, you know, lie still for 30 minutes just to get a quick nap in. Do you do you over, over nap? No, I can't sleep. Oh. Like I would have to I would have to do something else to make myself sleep. But I know anytime I've taken a nap, mm-hmm. I felt a million times better yeah. when you get up. He's like, shit, I'm ready to take on the world. You yeah, know? Sometimes your body's like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wish I was better at uh, taking naps. And then my second one, I'm going to say, uh, I would say sticking to a diet's not the right word. Just sticking to some sort of a meal plan, a nutrition I plan. That. Right. I did. I I really I, and it sucks because I know oh, yeah. exactly what I can I need tell you to what I should eat when, when I should eat it how I yeah yeah I know all that because I did that for myself I yeah. took myself from being gosh I was two hundred and eighty five pounds I think at the time and I got myself down to one ninety two and did it relatively quick yeah. and I know how to do it I just that pizza is so good <laughs> well that usually for me it's the derails throughout the day like i've got great plans it's like oh shit you need to go do this now you gotta go pick up the kid or take them here or do that and it's like well i'm screwed yeah. <laughs> because then it's like well then we'll just eat whatever whenever however and then i've got this bad habit of like <laughs> Let's finish strong. We've already shot the day. <laughs> Let's finish that off with some ice cream. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? That is my wife. I'll she be back to cool. it tomorrow. It's fine. I'll just go ahead and uh, if today's shot... Let's just go ahead and shoot today. Dude, I don't know how many last two raws we have done. but <laughs> the last time I yeah, ever eat this yeah, until the next time I eat it. <laughs> exactly. That is our household 100%. And I, the one good thing I got going for me, like I, I cannot drink sodas anymore. I right. just can't because it just it messes with my hands, almost like a corporal tunnel type thing. It swells Swelling, my yeah. stuff. So um, that and it also, it combined with eating bad uh makes my allergies really bad so if i eat clean i don't have hardly any allergies but man that i do one meal and i'm like especially this time of year not so much right in another week month something like that and i don't have any allergies but yeah oh man it kills me so it kind of forces me (laughs) to be a little better yeah all right well let's go to you kenny for your second pick what are you gonna go with um, an odd one, but this is for me. I wish I was better at photorealism airbrushing. I attempted to start down that path. And every time I did, a client would want skulls and they would want dragons and they would yeah. want, but they didn't want it, you know, like they didn't want to pay money. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, if no one's paying for this, I'm learning it. I'd be learning it for me. And right now I don't have the time. I'm too busy to do that. So at some point I would like to do this for me and just get really good at it. Yeah. 
Curtis, let's go to you for your second and third picks. All right. Uh, I wish I was better at exercising. Exercising. Right. I'll, I'll go through periods where I'll do it, and then I don't do it. And then all I did was just a waste of time. So Those yeah. excuses come fast and hard. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. It's like, oh, I could go exercise today. Yeah, but I could just sit here. But it's ten after nine, and I mean, if it was eight after nine, I could squeeze it <laughs> yeah, in. But yeah, it's my day off. I don't want to do anything. Exactly. Why, why do I want to exert myself like that? Yeah, yeah. I have realized, and if this helps you or helps anybody listening, uh, change it up, and uh, changing it up helps a lot. You know, yeah. like I'm going to, I'm not going to go in, and I'm not going to lift real heavy. I'm going to lift light this week, or I'm going to do like I'm. There's a guy I follow, uh, Athlean X is. Uh, uh, Jeff Cavalier. I started watching his. He ranked exercises best to worst or worst to best. And so I started trying some of the best and the one tier below it. Holy macaroni. That is doing the exercise <laughs> that is perfect for that muscle. And it's, right. it's like sometimes it's changing position. Sometimes it's changing how you're sitting, laying, right. incline, you know, whatever. But holy cow, I did his shoulder workout was the first one. I couldn't. I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to drive home. My shoulders hurt so bad. <laughs> That's and awesome. I, and I was using ten pounds, right? Fifteen pounds, nothing crazy. So change it up and yeah. that'll make it fun for yourself and set realistic goals. Well, that's the thing. Every time that I would convince <laughs> myself to go work out when I was done working out or exercising and all that, I was like, I actually feel pretty great. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to be sore, but like mentally I feel great. So like and that, it cleans that was all the junk out of your muscle. So your body isn't. It doesn't feel as tired, doesn't feel as, doesn't hurt as bad, something like that. You get the right. blood moving <laughs> through yep. the veins like it's supposed to. Right. Cross the heart, keep that old ticker going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That does help. <laughs> All right, Curtis, that was your second pick. Let's go for you for your third pick. Third pick, I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Uh, stand up. I wish I was better at stand up. Doing, <laughs> doing these comedy, working at the Blue Room, you know, I've been going up on stage doing open mic i actually hosted open mic and was able to kind of do some jokes here and there some of them landed some of them didn't <laughs> right but the ones that landed they landed pretty well so that's that's something to look forward to but yeah i i i see the guys there they they've got the notebooks they've got all this stuff they're very organized and i'm not a very organized person so right it's it's harder for me to try and write jokes <laughs> down like that i i'm usually i feel like i'm funnier just kind of off the top of my head but yeah, if you're gonna be a stand-up, you gotta you gotta work at it. You yeah. gotta put some effort into it. You gotta write that shit down and memorize it. And yeah, well, these places like the Blue Rumors where they try out mm-hmm. those Material. before yeah. they get to the larger. Yeah, you know, thousand people seating, three thousand people seating, stuff like that. So, the, and how many times do you listen to interviews with Dave Chappelle or somebody like that? That's like, yeah, as as early as last week, I tried something and it bombed. Oh yeah, right. And you're like, how, how you are, you and Jeff Foxworthy and all them, you guys. This is all you've been doing. Oh, I'd watch that tour. So there's no (laughs) Dave Chappelle and Jeff Foxworthy. The Ebony and Ivory tour coming to to a comedy club near you. Family friendly and (laughs) not quite so much. (laughs) Well, yeah, stand up. All right, Kenny. Let's go to you for your third pick. All right, I for some reason just. 
bonked out of it. Um, I kind of always wanted to be good at doing electrical work. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> I wish you were too. <laughs> I if, jobs for you. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know how much I needed that until we bought our house years ago. <laughs> right. And now we're, I mean, we have been over the years, of course, but over the past 10 years, say, of the 15 owning the house, we have discovered that, man, Having some electrical knowledge would have helped out a lot. <laughs> there, there's a fine line between having enough knowledge to be helpful <laughs> and not quite enough so that that little bit you do have is actually harmful. Yes. And you have to be careful of that, too. <laughs> and when it comes to that, you know, if, it, if it's plumbing, it's like, okay, I didn't quite do this right. So, yes, I do have a small leak. So, let me shut everything. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's not that. Get a bucket and you're good. You have a small issue with electrical. You don't have you a house, house anymore. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're just like, okay, changing sockets and stuff, that's one thing. But even that, some of the sockets you get nowadays, it's got like 10 different things. Like, what does this even hook up to? Right. Or what? Well, if you're doing this, you got to do this to this. And if you're doing it this, and if your house is wired this way, it's like, I don't know. There's wires and <laughs> there's three wires coming out, and you've got four screws. I got to hook up to it. So what am I missing? <laughs> how, do I, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. Or you've got seven choices. You choose which ones you're yeah. going to put in. I don't know. But they're like, be careful because if you do it wrong, it's like, uh. <laughs> so we got to call. We actually are lucky. We do have a, a friend that does electrical. It's like, hey, so I got this thing. I just sent you a picture. Of yeah. What, what is this? Exactly. What even is this? They're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then walk us through it. I was like, thank you so much. I am so sorry. I owe you a dinner or <laughs> I owe you something. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for my third, I'm going to go with uh, close up magic. I wish I could do some magic. Just enough that, like, you know, when we do all these conventions and stuff, you know, to have a little something extra you can put in your back pocket and be like, oh, this thing is bombing. It's going down in flames. <laughs> or to warm up the crowd. Like, hey, you know, something to a little, something that not everybody brings to the table with them. Magic like these koozies. No, not quite that magical. <laughs> magic. Magic like whale penis. No, <laughs> not quite that magical. I, my cousin was friends with a guy that actually went on and he's, he did a long stint down in Branson. I don't know if he still does it or not, but, uh, he went on to like open for David Copperfield and stuff like that. And at the time he was a 15 year old kid, you know, and, um, he, he was already at that close up magic, just amazing. And my cousin was like, well, how's it work? I was like, shh. I don't want to know. Yeah. I do don't not want to know. Don't show me the truth. I don't know there are things, but I still, close-up magic is still that thing that you're like, could it be? Do they maybe have a little <laughs> power? Because that's incredible. Yeah. If it's and, a deck of cards or cups and balls or anything like that, there's something just a little extra, something you could you know, throw he, a little He was doing it. like the uh, balls in his hands yeah. and making multiple Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was cupping some balls. <laughs> but, but I'm like, okay, there's five, you know, or something. But he was like, you know, 20. You know, so I'm like, where the hell are those coming from? Where'd you get all those balls? <laughs> Those big red, those little red balls. <laughs> they were made a little bit. Just that kind of stuff. Ah, I love it. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you did it, I would be, I'd literally be bugging you all yeah, the time. show me again. Like, show, do it no, again. no, don't show me how you do it. You show me the trick again. <laughs> I would be horrible. So it's probably best if you don't <laughs> know. If you do, keep it to yourself because yeah. I'll bug you about it. Kenny's like, do the one with the balls again. <laughs> do the one with my balls. <laughs> Make my balls disappear. <laughs> Hold still. <laughs> oh, that's, no, a, that's no. weird. Uh, <laughs> that, good choice. That's, little, that's awesome. A little close-up magic. Uh, my final pick, things I wish I was good at. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a fourth one real quick. Um, <laughs> growing hair. <laughs> nah, because that's not something you can practice. That's, no, it's not. it's not something you can be good at. Um, I would say I wish I was good at. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of a fourth one. I'm kind of struggling because playing an instrument's taken. Can't do that. Exercising's taken. I mean, electrical work is kind of, you know, doing being able to do stuff around the house. So that's kind of taken, too. So I would say just wish I was good at <laughs> wish I was good at being patient with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm not because I, I, I can fake it. But then there comes a point where, like, that fake smile starts to kind of glaze <laughs> over, and you're just like, motherfuckers, come on now. Yeah. Get, I think I saw some of that. A little bit of what we were Saturday. shooting eight hours shooting. at the Asian Predators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get in trouble all the time for my, what she calls my lack of patience. I, like, especially with people trying to park. Right. Oh, my God. That mm. drives me. It's like, holy hell. Just And it's not necessarily people that are like, okay, because sometimes I misjudge and I do have to back up. Right, right. Go, That's fine. But it's the people who's like, oh, no, I've got to go and then I've got to back into the spot so I oh, can yeah. just pull right out. Yeah. It's like, that's great. You're on your 11th try. It's, yeah. Maybe it's <laughs> not for you. I hate it when they take a turn so fucking slow right and it's just so annoying because i'm behind them i'm like i could have made that turn already if i was turning that way but now i have to wait 10 seconds for you to make a turn that should take you three or if you're turning left and they can't pick a speed <laughs> like they're going at one speed you're like cool i can make this and then like they speed up and you're like shit i can't make it and then like they're not going that speed they've slowed down it's like yep. like i'm sitting here wasting my time I could have just gone all. I think it's obvious we all have road rage. Yeah, it's not even just that. It's <laughs> not road rage, just what whatever's between peaceful and road rage. If there's something in between where you're just angry at some points. Yeah, or, or it's not even, not even on angry, the road. It's like like examples would be like you're getting ready to start a meeting or something and somebody yes. just wants to keep talking and it's just like shut the fuck up let's go yeah you know th let's let's keep the ball rolling we all got other things to do other places to be so yeah just that whole general like just okay be patient let them do what they're gonna do get it out of their system and then we'll get on or certain organizations that they're like you have to be here at six yet they don't show up until six fifteen, right. six twenty-five. it's like i thought we were supposed to be here yeah. at six you got a mouse in your pocket <laughs> did you bring one with you because yeah. we is not clearly not you and me and it happens every time it's like okay we can't get in because we didn't show up to let us in yeah so stuff like that just very annoying but i'm if i'm 10 minutes early i'm 10 minutes late right so that's just me but even at that it's like dude that, that annoys me just i hold everybody to a certain standard and if just, it says seven on the sign in the window it, at seven o'clock your ass better be unlocking the doors yes. yeah don't sit back there. It's seven oh two, and you're still fumbling with stuff. It's like just 
open the door. Yeah. Seriously. By we're the time I get in and get what I need, yeah. you'll be ready to ring somebody up or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. All right, Kenny, let's go to you for your last pick. What's something you wish you were good at or better at? Um, I will go better at uh, cooking. I There was a time in my life when I was really good and I was – uh, trying different meals and stuff like that and just you know with the roommates or whatever and then uh, when i got married with the wife and stuff and then for some reason i just i guess i was working like three jobs and i just got away didn't from feel cooking. Like cooking yeah, yeah. and imagine why <laughs> i didn't come i didn't feel like an hour prep of stuff you know just different things and i just did that for so many years and now i'm at a point where okay i've got the time to do all this and i can't get back into it and i've i've considered going and like um i think uh mercy and some of those other places have like free cooking yeah classes and i thought oh, maybe go try some of that just to try something different so. yeah but that that's something i wish i was better at again i brined chicken for like 24 hours and then i fried it up last night so like yeah i, <laughs> I love cooking yeah <laughs> it was good it's good stuff yeah well curtis let's go to you for your last your last and the final pick of my this draft. last um geez there's one there, there, i have two of them but one of them kind of goes into what kenny kind of said like one of them might be photoshopping or photoshop in general but no different yeah it's, it's totally it's different. Little, yeah photorealism with the airbrush is literally uh, airbrushing and making yeah, yeah, it yeah. look like that's like a, a photograph photo. yeah. as opposed to a airbrush like, okay. paint yeah. so yeah i'll go with photoshopping <laughs> like i'm i'm pretty decent at it but i wish i was way better at it because then i could would feel more comfortable getting like a job somewhere doing yeah, digital work. Yeah, yep. digital work I'm right there with you because there's been if i could i would have like these nick cage things i would have photoshopped <laughs> his face onto yeah, the cage match and brought him in so we could look at him and yeah, have some fun right with it, you know? <laughs> yeah so yeah that's my final one photoshop all right so the things we wish we were good at or better at uh, curtis playing bass guitar exercising stand up Stay, just standing up in just general <laughs> without falling Me over. Too, Me too. Standing up is exercise. <laughs> That's right. And Photoshop. Kenny went with uh, shooting guns, photorealistic airbrushing, uh, doing some electrical work and cooking. And I went with taking a nap, sticking to some sort of a nutrition meal plan, uh, close-up magic, and being patient with other people. Nice. That's us. So let us know what it is you wish you were good at. Hit us up on social media or call the hotline. Let us know. We would uh, like to hear what it is that you guys would like to be good at or better at as well. Finally, are you It is time for our Cage Match Championship. It's almost like we scheduled it out this way. Cage Match Championship on the week that um, massive weight, what is it, unbearable weight of Very massive unbearable. talent yeah. hits the theaters. So uh, I've seen a lot of folks doing Nick Cage movie rewatches over the last month, getting ready for this and posting their their lists of you know <laughs> favorite Nick Cage roles and stuff. And so it's been pretty fun to watch. But we are going to do our Cage Match Championship. For those uh, following along at home, here's how it works. Two of our co-hosts go head-to-head. Each will pick one piece of entertainment and pop culture to plug actor Nick Cage into. It can be movies, TV shows, books, games, music, whatever. Each will make a case for their pick, and then we will pick. Uh, we'll, we'll voice our opinions, uh, and then we will let you guys decide on social media. You'll vote for the winner. Your vote this week will determine our cage match champion for the entire season, the whole 
all of 2020 up to this point. You know what I realized? What's that? If we had been letting the crowd pick this whole time, the half audience, of our numbers would have been different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably would have been in the final. <laughs> it would have been a little different. Yeah, we we switched horses uh, midstream here. Well, we were Mixing trying metaphors. Stuff, so we, <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't until halfway through until I was kind of like, "Hey guys, what do you think? Maybe letting the crowd to get well, geared I think up we to had, this we moment. had a tie. Uh, yeah. That was our first one, and then from there it was like, "Hey, yeah. you know, we should probably just let them vote every time." Yeah. Well, last week, my pick, um, I defeated Dusty, uh, 78 to 22%. I took the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. He picked Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Dude, that T-Rex was a freaking whole competition <laughs> winner because I cannot stop telling people about that and <laughs> laughing every time. I can't even get through it without <laughs> laughing my ass off a little bit. About the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, just, God, that's funny. And. Again, not even big T-Rex, just him. Just Nick just Cage. Looking in the window. <laughs> God, that's funny. Just normal-sized Nick Cage. Or T-Rex-sized Nick Cage. Take your pick. Yeah, it works either, either one. one. Well, thanks, everybody, who voted. We did have one comment that kind of stood out above the rest. I wanted to read it here. This comes from uh, Jason Shelf Norman Hodges on Facebook. He says, quote, not to be contrarian, but now I really, really want the T-Rex to be Jessica Rabbit. So you've got the T-Rex in a slinky red sequin number singing uh, singing Jessica Rabbit stuff in all roars and grunts. At the same time, have a giant, fully undressed Jessica Rabbit tearing through electric fences, eating live goats, <laughs> and menacing kids and lawyers. So I mean, uh, I'm sure that exists somewhere. Those animators are all perverts. They may, be, they may be working on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So thanks to everybody again who voted. Thanks for all the comments. We had other comments, but that was the one that I thought was the, the funniest <laughs> one this week. This week, uh, Cinnamon Jess, she is three and one after four matches, taking on Kenny, who is also three and one in our cage match championship. She's not here. The one that <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> the one loss that Kitty had is to Jess, <laughs> when she was not here. Yes. So uh, here is what I she I was sent her pick today, which is funny. We have a story about her yes. pick as well, but she picked for her cage match championship, and she's not here to give us a big back build up or story or anything. Uh, she is going with Dobby the house elf from the Harry Potter movies. Uh, at Nick Cage as Dobby the House Elf is her pick. Um, the Adorable. Funny, the, yeah, the, the funny part of it. Uh, Kenny, why don't you tell us the funny part of this Dobby pick? The funny part is a week ago, I came up with the idea to use Dobby the House <laughs> Elf, to which I worked up a whole skit. I memorized the lines from the him first meeting Harry Potter. I was, I was going to lead up the story. I had all... All that I even been working on how you guys do the Nick Cage voice. I even been working on that all week to make it <laughs> funny and to give set a good scene. Go ahead and do it for her. Her benefit. Oh no, it is no. Done. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to help her out. <laughs> no. So so yeah. Today we get the text in. Hey, uh, we're gonna go with Dobby uh, from Harry Potter. It's like, well, she's not here to change her picks. So yep. Katie, you got to come up with something different. So, so so Dobby is Jess's pick in the Cage Match Championship. What is your pick for the Cage Match Championship? So sitting here talking and bouncing ideas and all that i thought it would be fun to give an equally popular franchise of 
Lord of the Rings and go with an equally small, fun character and make it Gollum slash Smeagol. So uh, Nicolas Cage gets to play the crazy, you know, out of control, but also the, you know, sensible kind, you know, thing. And I thought that would be a hilarious little thing. And it gives it a fair... This is equally popular franchises. Two, two major franchises, two uh, diminutive characters. Yeah. Is so. this so? This is the question I had earlier. So, if you remember the movie Willow, they took uh, Kevin Pollock and I forget the other guy, and they like it shot them against a green screen, so they're like that big in the movie, <laughs> but it just looks like normal sized people just struck down. So, do you do a? Is your Gollum Smeagol like? normal six foot something nick cage or is it like a little small hunched over nick cage for me it's a small hunched over i think that would be more hilarious (laughs) because it even with watching the like the uh, frodo and all them you still kind of giggled a little bit because you're like okay this is kind of it's i I like what they did perspective shots yeah yeah, stuff like that so i thought stay in that same vein and have him just shrunk down so that'd be hilarious so tiny nick cage as Gollum smeagol looking for his precious well that's the way we see it curtis what do you got who do you go with here um i can see both of these but i think i really could too i think i would rather see smeagol to be honest because there's, there's more to do for nick cage to do with that character yeah i agree there's more meat on the bone because you do get it's really two performances in yeah. one so yeah yeah, I think uh, we so we unanimously go with Gollum Smeagol. Um, however, our votes don't matter until we actually log in and vote online, just like you do. So we get the same number of votes you do. It's and not I'm, up to us. And I am one hundred percent happy with either of those two winning because I you had think, both of them. Well, I had both of them, but I think it would be funny. Either one of those would be funny to watch. But right. yeah, I, I like the duality of that character. So right on. Well, that's the way we see it. However, the winner is not up to us. Let us know what you you think by voting in this week's cage match on social media on facebook and twitter just search for and follow us at pgtc podcast the cage match is pinned right to the top of those pages so you cannot miss them or you can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842 leave a message with your comments we just might play them next week when we crown our cage match champion somebody gets the honor of wearing the belt at the next week's show so and i think all of us at some point has worn that belt at yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah so i know yeah <laughs> but <laughs> the official winner <laughs> is uh crowned next week anybody have anything else before we get out of here got a, a lot couple going things on. Yeah. one did you see where the fan gave dan housen his belt no yeah it, it's a it looks just like ours obviously it's probably from the same company right. but it's got like dan housen's face and then it's got uh some i forget what it's called but uh yeah I, i'll try to find it and just send it to you but uh he did that for him that's so. like so is he gonna start coming to the ring with like the million dollar belt so. the dan housen belt god i hope so but um, the other thing I was going to say is I finally got around to uh, doing unboxing videos oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, something I've been talking about for months now. And, of course, I'd have more to do, but I couldn't wait. So I just already. But I put those on my 417 Manchild Instagram. So I'm going to try to carry that name over to YouTube and get my video. I've got three videos downloaded. So I will tell everybody when I finally do that and have you go check them out and tell me what you like about it, what you don't like and I'll, I'll listen i'll try to get them looking good for you so that's on instagram right now yeah it's 417 man child yep 
So check those out. And there's a picture of uh, Fisto riding Stridor <laughs> on top. Not bad. Not in a weird way. Well, well that's a whole other. <laughs> that's a totally different Instagram page. So Fisto <laughs> is riding, not not fisting. No, no, he's okay. not. No, it's, right. it is PG. And I do. I have all kinds. PG of, stands for pretty graphic. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my other page. Yeah. So, but I have fun. I put them in different things, and I'm getting into diorama stuff. So I'm gonna start doing pictures. <laughs> Different poses, all right. <laughs> That's for my other page. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that, and put a bug in everybody's ear, and just put something somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Pisto for the fist. I mean, I'd like to fist him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Curtis, you got anything? No. Right. <laughs> you can't. You can't follow. Probably that. for the best. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. I got the schedule here for uh, this weekend at Planet Comic Con. If you're up in the area, Kansas City. Uh, it goes Friday through Sunday. I, the doors open Friday at 1. We are starting at one thirty, so uh, we've got the trailer park at one thirty. That's where we play movie, TV, video game trailers and stuff. I've updated that uh, this week because we've had some trailers. So I took off the stuff that's already passed from the last time we did this and put on some new stuff. Nice. Uh, see, at 4 o'clock, I'll be on the main stage with Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief in the Halo video games. Uh, six o'clock. I've got a bunch of comic book writers talking about horror comics. Um, seven o'clock. Kenny has got a bunch of comic book artists talking about cover art. Yeah. So check that out on Friday, Saturday. Doors open at ten. We start at noon. We'll be talking about how to do your own podcast at noon. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if anybody wants to learn how to do this thing that we're doing. Apparently, we're professionals. We know what we're doing. Heck yeah, we are. We're gonna tell other people how to do this that's stuff. A, that's what we, it's all from perception. Fisto, fisto. <laughs> Get fists and whale penises and cans of warm soda. That's all you need. You got to podcast. We'll come up with other stuff. Yeah. Uh, one o'clock. I'm on the main stage again with the uh, voice actors from the Justice League cartoon, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, so check that out. At two o'clock. We uh, Kenny is in uh, with some folks about animation, talking yep. to uh, like uh, Kevin Mellon, who's with Archer, uh, Bill Morrison, who's worked with like The Simpsons and yep. all the all that stuff that Matt Groening does. So check that out. 2.30, I've got John Romita Jr., the uh, comic book artist. So Joey will be taking almost all, all of my at people. 3 so. uh, <laughs> at 3.30, uh, Carlos Ferro, uh, voice actor again. And then at 4.30, we're doing the Pop Goes the Culture Heroes and Villains Fantasy Draft. Is that the voice actor, Rocco? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up and see if that was one of his voices or not. He's done a bunch. Uh, so the draft we'll be doing at 4.30, and that's our Saturday schedule. Sunday, a short schedule. Doors open at 10 and noon. Uh, I've got a panel with a few comic creators who have gone from doing comics for the big companies to doing their own thing, their own creator-owned stuff. Uh, so you can check that out on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Kenny has got the writer and artist of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman crossover comics. So you can check that out. And at 1.30, we're finishing up. I've got the uh, Geek Dad panel that I do. But for some reason, it's in demand. Everybody wants to see that one at their convention. So we'll do that at 1.30. And then we'll get out of town. We'll get, head back home. Be home by dinner time. Yep. On Sunday evening. Do it all again next weekend. <laughs> at a different show. At, a, at least we don't have to travel the, the yes. next weekend. We'll talk about that next week. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. If you've enjoyed this or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. Thanks again to Curtis and Kenny for being here this week. 
Thanks to everybody listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you're able to catch us. My name again, Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Come out and see us this weekend at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you right back here next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast where I imagine we will be moving from con hangover to con excitement, getting ready to do another one. Two cons back-to-back, two three-day cons back-to-back. We're going to be worn out, but uh, we'll have a good show for you next week for sure. So be sure to check that out. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be happy. See ya. Later. Stay frosty. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.